Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Jay Berkmeyer, Director of Business Development, Avuity, speaking on how real-time data is enhancing the hybrid work model. Good afternoon. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Howdy. Welcome to the 2021 Cornet Global Summit Technology Playground. I'm excited to introduce my guest. My name is George Banos. I'm an account executive at iOffice Space IQ. Actually, yeah, and my guest, Jay, from Avuity, is going to talk to us all about uh, the hybrid work environment and how technology can help shape some decisions around your work space. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to my colleague, Jay. Can everybody hear me okay? Okay. So, thanks. So, uh, what we're going to talk about today is how real-time data is enhancing the hybrid work model. So, three kind of goals of the conversation is one is to understand how data is helping organizations return to the office, show how real-time information can make employees more productive, and then lastly, discuss how occupancy sensors can provide employers with invaluable work experience. So, so before I get into that, I just first want to do a quick kind of introduction of Avuity. So we actually started within an architectural firm back in 2012, a firm called BHDP Architecture. Actually, some of their architects are very involved in Cornet doing uh, training and things of that nature. So at the time, the firm had some clients that were interested in moving from assigned seating to more unassigned seating. And they wanted some hard data on how to make that transition. So what we did is we went out, we did some research, and we found some simple IR sensors, um, third-party IR sensors. We deployed those for uh, you know, a short time period, about three months, collected the utilization data, and then it was provided to the architects, who then in turn made a design for their clients. So kind of fast forward to where we are today, and really the needs have really changed quite a bit. And one of the main drivers is this move from assigned seating to unassigned seating. So where now the data is more and sensors are more deployed from a permanent perspective where you're just not looking to put them in for you know, three months, but it's more permanently where we can use that data for you know, base real estate-based decisions, where we can use it from a smart building strategy, and then as well as improve the overall employee experience. Okay? While those needs have changed, so have the technologies. So where we were working with you know, IR sensors, simple that's just going to look for motion, we then transition, there's a big transition to using more advanced technology that uses AI and machine learning. And it can not only look for objects, but can look, or excuse me, for people, but can identify objects as well. So let's just talk a little bit about hybrid work and what exactly is hybrid work. So employees have more flexibility to get work done where they feel most productive. And one of the big assumptions today is Employees are going to come into the office for collaborative work, and then they're going to do heads-down work at home. That's a big assumption. Is that really true? We don't really know. You know, we assume it is, but it's not going to be true in all cases. So that's where having this occupancy data and being able to collect this information can be very helpful. So here's just some, some trends. So 72% of office-based companies are looking to incorporate hybrid work. And that actually increases up to 87% for some larger organization. Obviously, there's a lot of benefit to it. You can reduce your footprint. You can increase you know, usage of assets. 
one of the cool things is, is at least 62% of people want to get back to the office. So there definitely is that need to get back to the office. And I think a lot of it does also depend on what the makeup of your company is. We have certain clients that hire a lot of uh, newer people right out of college, and they feel that they're gonna have more employees coming in because they're living in these cramped apartments in San Francisco, Seattle, New York City, and they're gonna to wanna to have the, uh, the ability to come in the office. And then lastly, or excuse me, not lastly, but CBRE predicts office space utilization will approach 75 to 80%, where pre-pandemic, you know, all the numbers that would always get thrown out is anywhere between 35, 40, upwards to 50%. CBRE is predicting that's gonna go up to 75 to 80%. And why is that? It's because of shared assets, you know, reducing space, you know, allowing employees, being more strategic on how we utilize, utilize that space. And then lastly, hybrid workplace is really going to prioritize that employee experience because we have to make sure that we're giving reasons why for our employees to come in the office. So what are the benefits? You know, these are of hybrid work. It's very, you know, publicized. One is to increase productivity, uh, offer flexibility, improve employee satisfaction, uh, improve mental health, and then lastly, just optimizing uh, the footprint. You know, what are some of the challenges, and this is, you know, well-documented, burnout, company culture, so that loss of company culture, creating an employee-centric environment, so we have all these people working outside of our office. Okay, we need to create that employee-centric environment now to bring them back in. Um, how much and what type of space is needed? So do we have the right, uh, right mix of space? Uh, there's a challenge of redesigning the office layout. Occupancy is less predictable, and this is what it comes from a facility standpoint, where we just can't go from a, offering our, our services on a schedule more towards usage-based, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And then allowing employees to navigate that new space. So, you know, someone might not be as aware of, you know, where things are. We actually have some clients that did studies where they were forgetting, you know, how much lost productivity their employees were, spend, were losing going around and actually trying to find um, available, you know, collaboration space, workstations, things of that nature. So as I talked about, um, there's really been a big technology evolution and that's been driven by the needs of client or of companies from, you know, using simple technology that's just really managing and understanding utilization to where we are today, where we're using more devices, more advanced devices that's using AI, machine learning, and can collect so much more information. So, you know, terms of AI and machine learning get thrown around quite a bit. So what can it do? So it can really determine the number and position of objects within an area. So one of the big benefits is that you can take something that's mounted in the ceiling. So kind of, to, oh, I'm sorry, take this area that we sit in here today. You know, if we were to speak back, you know, eight years ago, we'd probably need a sensor for each one of these chairs. In this case, we could put two of these sensors in this room and we can count how many individuals are actually in this space. So really being able to get the same level of detailed information with less hardware and really less things to manage. So how do these devices really work? So what you're doing is you're reviewing, you're, ultimately what you're doing is you're building models. You're reviewing images, you're annotating people, you're annotating objects, and AI algorithms turn that into data points, okay? 
Then what happens is these sensors capture an image, and then that image is based, it's compared towards the model. And then you're providing not only occupancy, but counts as well of people, and you can train models to look for objects. So why are we using this type of technology, and why is it beneficial? So what it can do is it's extremely accurate. The more you add to, um, the more data you add to these models, the higher the accuracy is going to get on these sensors, okay? Second is, is you can, it's future-proof. The nice thing is, is you can really, you can design and develop models to solve needs that we don't even know about today. And I'll talk a little bit about that with where we were working with one client that had a need to identify a certain object and we can train models to look for that. Okay. One of the cool things is that we can take a sensor view and we can divide it into smaller areas. And this is beneficial when it comes to uh, showing available workstations in real time for employees. So we can divide a sensor view into whatever area you would like be determined. So what data can we collect? We can collect environmental metrics, we can identify objects, we can determine occupancy and utilization, we can determine sound and you know temperature. Again, those environmental metrics as well as capturing objects and people. So how is this data helping organizations return to the office? Um, one is, is just understanding space utilization or space usage. So there's important metrics of occupancy, uh, vacancy, utilization, so when it is in use by how many people, what is our density. So all information around to determine, you know, are employees social distancing, are they collaborating, what are the high traffic areas, what are the KPIs, and how do we manage towards those KPIs. Smart buildings. So when employees come back, there's still going to be that expectation to receive that same level of service but also there's gonna be that desire to reduce cost. So it's kind of transitioning from you know, schedule-based services to more usage-based services. So using sensors, providing notifications after so many people visited an area, after we've had so much traffic, or after someone were, used a workstation, we can go out and send someone out to clean. Okay. And then lastly, enhance the employee experience. And this has been a big driver is how do we take this real-time information, overlap it on a floor plan, and provide this data in real time to our employees. So they can easily find space, they can be more productive, they can easily find areas for impromptu meetings. They also can find, uh, you know, determine how many people are within a specific area so they can choose an area that might have less when it comes to a cafeteria, so to speak. So let's do this. Let's jump in and actually look at some uh, reports. Okay. So when this data is collected, what we can do is we can integrate it in. Can everybody see that? Okay. We can integrate it into a our application. It's called ViewSpace. So this is where someone can log in and see all this data that's collected and run their own reports. Now, if you have your own tools, you can easily integrate the sensor data through an API into third-party tools as well. But what you're looking at here is a heat map that's driven off of utilization. There's a number of different ways you can look at this data. Um, you can highlight the data by time usage. You can highlight it by uh, average occupancy. There's environmental metrics, so sound, light, temperature, humidity. So you can um, understand and kind of see, you know, how is your floor performing looking at, you know, heat map based off of these types of metrics that the sensors are, are collecting. 
you also can compare two things. And one of the biggest is when you're looking at it from a time usage standpoint. So how often is my space used? That's great, but the next metric is, is when it is in use by how many people. So we can start to determine if we have the right amount of layout, we have the right size of rooms. So you can easily, by selecting, you can look at, highlight it by time usage, and then you can label it by average occupancy. So you can do both those comparisons. Additionally, there's other filter capabilities. So you can filter by the area type. So if you just want to focus on utilization for that specific area type, or you want to filter by amenities. And that's a big thing that we get a lot of requests about is how are our amenities affecting utilization? Because let's be honest, amenities can get pretty expensive and want to determine you know, certain rooms that have certain amenities. How does that compare? Um, how are people using that to other specific spaces? Next I want to talk about is more around um, alerts, okay? So how can we use this information in a real-time perspective to improve overall the facilities and make the, um, make the uh, what we're offering our, our employees, you know, make the services that we're offering our employees work the best? So what I have here is I have three different alerts that are set up, an occupancy alert, a traffic alert, and an unoccupied alert. So this is all driven off of sensor data, so an occupancy alert what that is, is that it's allowing you to choose certain rooms and be alerted after so many people have been in that room. So if you have a conference room that you want to set the capacity at, say, 60%, but you want to know anytime it's higher than that, so you can set that, um, you can set that alert and then you can be notified if there's so many more people within that area. Second is, is a traffic alert. And this is driven around providing, um, providing uh, to our where high traffic areas such as restrooms, um, break rooms, things of that nature, where I want to be notified after so many people have visited, uh, visited that area, do we need to send someone out to clean it? So for a restroom uh, specifically, you know, after say 100 people come in, I want to know about that so I can send someone out in real time to go do that. And the last is unoccupied space. And this is around more uh, from a workstation perspective. So where you can set a time period where I wanna know, you know, someone's used this workstation, they've left, and I wanna set a period that could be 30 minutes, that could be 60 minutes. I wanna know if there's been no motion seen in that area because I need to send someone out to clean that desk. So we can be more strategic on where, you know, what areas we're addressing. So that could be, you know, workstations, that could be meeting rooms, things of that nature, okay? So what I'm gonna jump in now and spend the last five minutes is talk a little bit about employee experience. And let's pull this thing out here. I'm gonna hop over and I'll show you our app and how we're using this information. So bear with me while I switch this. All right. All right. Can everybody see this okay? Okay. So what you're looking at is a utilization app, or excuse me, a desk booking app that's pulling in calendar data from Outlook, Google Calendar. We also can pull in sensor data as well. So when they first log in, they're gonna see their home screen, this home screen that shows you any spaces that they're favorites, uh, any upcoming bookings they have, and a general admission uh, reservation. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. 
So if someone comes up and hits the menu on the top, there's really four ways to use this app. One is scan a space. And what scan a space does is for those impromptu, you want to book a desk for a short time period, you see something's unavailable, you can walk up, you can scan it, and it'll bring up the, uh, bring up the calendar for that desk. Next is find a space. And what find a space does is it allows you to put in your criteria and brings everything back that matches that criteria that you want, you know, any amenities, the time period, um, you know, space type, things of that nature. Next is general admission. And what general admission can do is it allows you to manage who has access to a building. So if they're coming in the office for the day, but they don't want to use a workstation, but you want to keep track and set limits of how many people are coming in, what you would tell them to do is, sorry about that, is set a general admission reservation and so you can keep track of who's coming in, how many people are coming in. And then the last is where we're gonna spend our time talking about today is map. So what the map is doing is taking that sensor data and it's overlaying it on a map and showing available spaces in real time. So in this case, we have it populated the location, the building and the floor. We click search. And what comes up is a floor plan that is driven by, you know, occupancy is driven in real time. You can see red it means it's currently in use, green means it's available. So if you want to find an available space, you can walk right up there and either book it or you can sit down and the sensor can determine that there's occupancy there and change that availability from green to red. Additionally, there's a third color that we can add on here and it's a yellow and that can be if we you know, someone's booked it, but we haven't seen motion there in a while. So you can kind of say, hey, you know, this might be in use, or we can train the sensors to look for objects. So if we haven't seen any motion there for a while, but there's some personal effects left there. We can train it to look for those, those items. Additionally, if you wanted to come up and make a reservation, you can scan in, you can click that space, and now comes up a calendar for that individual area. You can then go here, and if you have the capabilities of booking, you have, if you look at the bottom, a weekly booking limit. So you can set how many reservations somebody wants to do for a week, how far in advance they can go. So let's pick nine and click done. Okay. So here's some detailed information uh, about that space. Specifically, I want to draw your attention to last used. And where last used, what that can be driven by, again, is sensors. So when's the last time we saw someone sitting there or, or a last time cleaned can be generated, we can show that as well. So someone can pick a, a workstation that might not necessarily someone has used that day. And then the last thing I wanna get into is, does everybody see this little icon right here that shows TV, okay? One of the benefits of using AI and machine learning is we can train these objects, or excuse me, train these sensors to look for objects. And this is one use case that we have with a few of our clients where they are, they are moving from high-rise buildings to more one floor, much larger floor, and they didn't want to have their employees walking all around the floor looking for the specific assets. And in this case, it's these mobile Microsoft Surface Boards. So what we can do is we can train these devices to look for these objects then in real time when those device, when those objects are underneath our sensors, we can identify it and then highlight on a map the exact location where they are. 
so it can save them time from having to walk around, um, especially in some of these floor plates can get, you know, very big. So, okay. One last thing is you do have the capabilities. Again, you can filter this. So before we talked a little bit about, you know, amenities, area types as well. So you can filter if you want to see, you know, sit, stand desk, you can apply a filter and then it'll only highlight those specific areas on the floor. Okay. Cool. Any questions or? It really depends. Um, so to give you an idea, roughly a sensor is about $300 for one device. And then um, there's a reoccurring fee based off of how many you have deployed. So. So, so we actually, what we did is we initially, just kind of give you an idea of from an installation cost perspective, when we first started manufacturing our own sensors, we were using this device right here, which is a PoE-based device, okay? And it's an occupancy device. It works, you know, very similar. You put it in the ceiling, and it'll determine, you know, count how many people within a defined space. So what we did is we actually transitioned to reduce cost of installation to a more battery-based driven device. So really all installation goes into play is just drilling a three and a half inch hole and uh, these will slide right into it. So um, it really, like from a cost, from an installation standpoint, there's a lot of it, things that kind of go into it. Whether you're in a union city, you're not. But um, if you have a question, just kind of what investment would be, you know, happy to take a floor plan. We can mark it up for you and give an idea of what the, what the cost would be. Because at the end of the day, it, we don't really calculate based off a of per square footage basis because everybody wants to monitor something differently. The layout of the furniture is all different. The ceiling height kind of goes into that as well. Any questions? Cool. Well, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org content to submit your idea.